Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Pod with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Lally. On this week's podcast, we're talking about the accidental disclosure of personal information by an estate agent and the very clever use of data to support football negotiations by a player. So, Kelly, you achieved significant level of interest on a story that you posted on LinkedIn this week that unexpectedly probably went a little bit as close to viral as we've ever gone. <laughs> Um, talking about Kevin De Bruyne. So do you want to uh, shed a little light on what that story is and why it piqued your interest? Absolutely. So last week I was Friday afternoon just flicking through some of the, the stories that were hit in the press and I noticed something in the Daily Mirror. I want to be very clear, I'm not a regular Daily Mirror fan, you know, but this sounds really interesting. It was Kevin De Bruyne has not used an agent. He's used data to renegotiate his contract with Man City. I also caveat, I'm not a Man City fan, but hey. What I really liked about it was that he looked over the, his years of playing for Man City and was able to use data analysts to present information about his impact to the team, Man City, and also explain the value that he brings to Pep and the team. And I thought that was genuinely phenomenal. I think he's, so he's 29. So, you know, for a footballer, He's been around for a long time, but he's not mm -hmm. young. He's kind of getting into the latter stage of his footballing career. But what he was able to achieve without an agent, he was with his uh, dad and his brother, who's a lawyer, was able to negotiate an extension to his contract and an increase in his weekly salary of 50k per week, purely based on this data. And I thought that was genuinely phenomenal. So he was able to demonstrate his worth not just because I'm Kevin De Bruyne, this is how many goals I score. It was, you know, I'm Kevin De Bruyne and this is actually the impact when I step onto the pitch that I have for Man City. And I think that this is something that's going to be the way to go forward. And clearly, a lot of people on LinkedIn agreed. Um, it was fascinating. Because, you know, I had 270 people like it and agree that, wow, it was cool. So football and data, what amazing. I think it's really interesting the insight that he's obviously been able to achieve. And it's something that over, I don't know, definitely the last 20 years that we've seen there's been much more data available to coaches about the performance of players in the games and looking at what they the contribution that they make and I think if even mm. if you look at the analysis that you get on programs like match of the day you know yeah. you see like they'll they'll tell you how far has a player run you know in the course of a game you know who's the quickest player you know I remember thinking how Carl Walker when he was playing for Tottenham and like the speed that he would fly down the wing but you know they would actually look and he's one of the, the fastest players in the Premier League and some of them are regularly sort of covering a around 10k in the in the time that on the pitch and others are covering nowhere near that amount <laughs> dependent on that contribution. I think it's really interesting to see and I know uh, as much as it, it does pay me a little but I think one of the reasons that the other team in North London were able to be quite successful in the early part of the century was that uh, their manager uh, Wenger was he was known to look at use and analyze the data around uh, not just his own team but other players and who he felt then would come in and contribute and make their team better and I think that's why they were able to have quite a lot of sustained and painful for me success <laughs> <laughs> for sure but it's interesting isn't it because we're obviously we're not only are we football fans we're also fantasy football fans and actually at all of our decision making that we make well 
mine, apart from a few caveats about who I can and cannot have in my team, you know, <laughs> is, is based on data. It's, well, who's most likely to score? What's the kind of influence that they've had this week? And obviously, I, I'm just a fantasy football manager. But in the real world, that information against a, your opposition that you know you're going to be facing next week is, is almost, it's not a secret weapon, but if it's used appropriately, will give you really insight in terms of what m- manoeuvres or what tactics you can play and I think it's then incredibly useful that players are now switching on saying oh hold up this might be what I'll use rather than just stating this is my value I actually be able to show boom that this is how good I am and I think that's it's sort of interesting and taken into sort of the wider world I think it's that we've always tried to say to people whatever the purpose for which you're collecting the data is how is it relevant to you and and what you're doing and Mm. certainly when we used to work within the drug treatment sector the work we did with agencies and the data they Mm. had to collect around clients and what was being sent up to the central government and the department of health which can seem immensely frustrating but when we were working with them we were trying to encourage them to think how can we use this ourselves locally how can we demonstrate that we need need more funding because we've got mm. a complex client group how can we demonstrate that we're understaffed because you know we're not able to get the people through the door as quickly and so actually to not just see it as a, a feeding the beast but actually let's make it useful locally and I think if you extend that to individuals what is it that you could be collecting or demonstrating through the data that's available in your job role to nice. or maybe a slightly lesser scale do what Kevin De Bruyne has done and say actually this is a contribution that I'm making as an individual you know this is where I'm helping the team the business to be better difficult times you know you might not necessarily get a pay rise but at least you're able to in the processes your business might have have those conversations about this is where I'm working really well and these are areas where I need help in improving and and I think if you can demonstrate that and back it up with evidence as opposed to a gut feel then you're going to be in a stronger position. I really like that because obviously we you know we've come from a world where we was regularly performance managed and it was kind of like how did you do on your targets but if you could go into one of those meetings with your manager or even if if you're a small business to the owner and say actually look this is the impact I've had because look at what we look at you know hits on our website social media kind of increasing followers you know and what's one person's influence on in on making that effort or increasing that effort so it's good from an employee perspective I hadn't really considered it that way so that's a really good point and one I think is really powerful to show this is the impact I have on the business and this is what else I could do if given the opportunity to and I think it's um helps you to identify where there are gaps that you could also expand into so yeah yeah and I like the thought about the outcomes you know because we've always been about demonstrating the impact so if you've got good data and you know it's collected robustly and it's accurate then you absolutely can have faith in the outcomes that you're presenting you know you're not questioning thinking oh I'm not sure you're like actually I know this is right exactly wow well, I'm going to get off my little hobby horse about <laughs> <laughs> football and data onto a little bit more of a serious issue. I think it's been absolutely inadvertent. An estate agent's 3D view of someone's house has been, I think, inadvertently disclosed personal data. Is yeah, that so it's something that we've kind of picked up a little bit in the past and certainly talk about in our training. But I guess with the lockdown for estate agents, something that's more popular now with these kind of 3D tours so that people 
you know, can still view a house uh, that's for sale and get a good, a better understanding from photos, you know, through this sort of 3D tour about what the house is like and that, you know, they're high resolution. And what's happened at this property in Devon is that the house owners haven't put away their information and I don't think it's been properly checked before it's been put online. And so you can very clearly see personal information that puts the, the homeowners at risk of identity theft. You know, I think there's share certificates, uh, receipts for purchases. I think, you know, you can clearly see that there's an asthma inhaler on the bedstand. So again, that's then indicating that, you know, somebody's health status, um, things like personal pictures were not blurred out so you can see their faces. And it's something we've talked about before, you know, when you're taking photographs and even with the simple iPhone or Android phone, you know, the, the resolutions of the photos that you're getting these days are very very good and it's very easy to include or inadvertently disclose sensitive or personal information in the background of photo if you're not aware of what it is that you're sharing so you know if if you think about what's on the wall of your office or behind you as you're working (laughs) at home you know what is it that's on those on those shelves you know what's being put onto social media that could be putting you or your business at risk and you you know in this case it's the estate agents have put the, the homeowners at risk because in this high resolution imagery you can very clearly see you know these financial details and if nefarious criminals mm. find them they won't have two thoughts about actually using that information and that data to take loans to you know scan them whatever it might be and I think it's something that we all really need to think about and a friend of mine was talking about the fact that um, their child's bank details ended up on TikTok because a friend of theirs had taken a photo and then put the bank card onto TikTok so and she was you know hadn't realized and was terrified it's like quickly right cancel it and everything so it's you know it's about protecting that information when you're out and about as well so things like popping bank cards in the back of phones and things keep it hidden away so that people can't sneakily even if you're friends and they're doing it as a joke they're putting you at financial risk and it's all just about thinking really carefully about how you can protect that information and, and keep it concealed and, and safe and I think that's a really good point because I think it's great that estate agents have been able to be open throughout the, the pandemic and be able to show homes. But there has to be that kind of privacy, you know, concept and, and thought about, OK, how do we make sure that we do not put someone at risk? And, you know, I, you're right in terms of, you know, you don't necessarily know if your child is put putting something on TikTok and they've, you know, suddenly disclosed where you live and you know what the alarm code is for your house and whatnot which because they're just having fun and stuff so it would be nice to for people to think privacy first and bear that in mind but also you know i'm not i want to put any downside on the homeowner but if the homeowner knows that there's a 3d camera coming in would you not want to put stuff away? I mean, I get really panicked when I've got anyone that I don't know coming into my house to do work, for example. I literally hide everything. <laughs> yeah. And I think everybody's level and perception of risk is different, isn't it? That's true. I think that's part yeah. of it that either maybe they didn't have time or they think, oh, it doesn't matter because people won't notice that or they won't see it. And I think it's that awareness that in with the technology that we have available now, you know, it doesn't have to be the focus of a photograph to make it legible. Yeah. It can be in the background and you can zoom in and you can read it. And, you know, it's just, I've seen it where people have taken, you know, photos of them working and their, their email inbox is there. And you can read <laughs> yeah. who the emails are from and the first lines. Because it's and 
it's always about having a blank, you know, or have a have your website up or something like that if you want to do that type of thing. But be mindful of what is zoomable or even, you know, with the right technology, what could be enhanced. You know, you will see it on the, you know, the crime kind of shows where they like zoom in and they make it. But if people, you know, people out there who are ransomware, you know, and can get thousands or millions of pounds from this type of activity, will probably be investing in that sort of technology so they can like enhance information and make it visible so that they can use it because the return for them is going to be worth it. So for me, it's about really being aware of the different aspects of life where you just have to be more mindful of what you're disclosing. And I think this, you know, for the estate agents, they've pulled it all down and they're, they're reviewing, you know, all their 3D tours Uh i think for anyone who has newly started doing this to you know have the discussion with the homeowners they they indicated that they had had that discussion it's about reminding them the reasons why and i think if people can understand why they're more likely to take it seriously and put that information away and out of sight awesome well we have now run out of time (laughs) Uh, because clearly we got very passionate about both of our subjects so some very useful insight from regina there and absolutely take what she says very seriously i think it's incredibly useful feedback if you obviously you disagree or you'd like us to uh, you want to challenge us on anything we've said do email us at coffee at dbxuk.com Supposing, no, if anyone's got any insights on fancy football players that might help me catch kelly then uh, <laughs> please give them to me because i'm so far behind right? <laughs> or the inner workings of pep <laughs> would be uh, would be useful so good closing comment regina <laughs> thank you for joining me today Thank you. Um, And we'll see you all again on our next podcast.